Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Be Unbound podcast. This podcast is a display of commitment. It's New Year's Day, and here we are. Maybe it was scheduled in advance. Maybe we recorded this before the holidays. But the bottom line is the podcast is still here on a holiday. Also, we're going full Brady Bunch this week. We've got 10 people here. We've got our CEO, Jonathan. We've got May Weber. We've got Hannah Schwindel, who's going to be bringing a lot of the games today. We've got Olivia Jacks. We've got Jace. We've got Victoria Groves. We've got Victoria Grant. We've got Ellie and Abraham Chen. So it's going to be lively. We're going to do some staff trivia. We're going to ask some hard-hitting questions. And if you're just trying to avoid your family this holiday season, we're giving you something to listen to. So um, with I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. And right before we get started, um, got to plug the two things I've been plugging for like six weeks. So first of all, Basecamp, um, the, uh, the registration for that is closing soon. We're going to be covering time, tasks, and relationships. You'll get to hang out with students in Florida. It's going to be really fun. So if it sounds interesting, go to beunbound.us slash Basecamp to learn more. And then the second thing is referrals. Um, you guys know best who's the right fit for this community. Um, you guys know who belongs to this community. You guys know students who would benefit from the Unbound program. So you can go to beunbound.us slash refer to generate your unique referral link. Um, you would, if, the, if the student that you refer enrolls, you actually get free registration to an event and you get, um, our navigate course for free, which is like a $900 value. And the student that you refer also gets $250 off. So, um, that's the best discount that we offer on the Ascend program. Um, with that, that's all I have to say. Hannah Schwindel's bringing the games today. So let's go ahead and get started. Are we starting with trivia? What's, uh, what's the plan? Yeah, we are. So I went ahead and split you, guys, split you guys up into teams. So team one is Ben, Megan, Jace, Victoria Grant, and Abe. And team two is Jonathan, Olivia, Ellie, and Victoria Groves. So I mean, you guys are a little bit of the underdogs, but I think you guys can make it up. I believe in you. I'm deeply um, offended by that, Hannah. <laughs> My goodness. Let's go. I have nothing else to say. Anyways, so um, to do this, I will ask a question and you guys are welcome to throw out random guesses. Um, I kind of practice this with my family and they would like give a guess and then they would like look at me because I have an awful poker face to see if they were even like close to getting it right. Um, anyways, and so um, when you say a guess and it's your final guess, you have to say final guess and whatever your actual guess is, that way I actually count it. And whoever says it first, even if you guys are on the same team, Whoever says it first gets a point, and that team gets a point. So, any questions before I move on? Yeah, no. sounds good. Sweet. All right. The first question is: How many pleats does a chef's hat have? How much? How much silence can Michael edit out of to make it sound like we all had answers off the top of our head and we're firing them off? <laughs> Michael from the future here. Uh, it was about five minutes over the course of the entire podcast. I may not be able to take those faces of confusement and bewilderment off, but I can make you sound great, and I did. So, back to the podcast. Catch non-chefs. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a chef. I'm not paying this. <laughs> You're like at Chili's. took my role. I was, I was going to be the smartest home, uh, homeschooler here and be like, Wait, chefs has have pleats, but like Jonathan took that. So yeah. thank you. 
<laughs> next time I go to Chili's, I'm like going to go into the kitchen and count the pleats. You're not a real the rule, chef. The rule is whoever says it first accidentally, right? Four, seven, nine, six. Three. Final guess three. You had you had to say final guess, Jonathan. You can't just. I'm gonna guess there's close to like fifty something. Final guess eleven. I I like three somehow. I'm gonna say I three. Said final guess three. It's way. It's gonna yeah, be way more. Abe, you think there's only three pleats no, surrounding the chef's hat? I'm just <laughs> representing that for our team. Yeah, it'd be it's really be helpful. Be really helpful to know what a pleat is. Before <laughs> <laughs> you should clarify for a second. Does anyone here even know what a chef's hat is? Because I'm kind of getting a little concerned that nobody here does. <laughs> it's like a white hat with a poofy thing on the top. A hundred. Final answer. All right, all right, Anna, who got it? Once, okay, it is 100, and it stands for the 100 ways you can cook an egg, which I did not know. So, yeah, basically, <laughs> you get a chef's hat, then it, like, symbol symbolizes what you know as being a chef, that you can at least cook an egg 100 ways. Which wow. then the sisters were like, there's 100 ways you can cook an egg. So, yes, I, apparently there are. I, I don't think I can come up with a half a dozen ways to cook an egg. So, maybe yeah. a dozen. <laughs> Like exactly. you need a hat with like a dozen pleats. Yeah. <laughs> to represent the number of ways that you know how to cook an egg. You know, a white ball cap. <laughs> <laughs> this is my chef's hat. What? <laughs> well, today I learned that there's a hundred ways to cook an egg and that there are a hundred pleats in a chef's hat. So that's all news to me. I'm wow. This is the most informative unbound podcast ever. Yeah. Oh, we're just getting started. All right, what was the original color of the stop sign? Ooh. Guessing it wasn't red. Orange. <laughs> Final answer. Oh, yeah, that's Is true. It? it could be a true hmm. question. I'm with you, Ben. I think it's like orange or rust or something. Hey, I, 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 I Levy's on my team, right? Some hey, countries just straight up do white. So it could be I'm going to go with Olivia's final answer for our that's my vote for our team. Which was what? Red, right? The was, was all <laughs> red. Thinking maybe white. Okay. okay. All right, let's do it. Because um, I think they teach you in driver's right? ed. Yeah, they teach you in driver's ed that like the white, the black, and the red signs are all law signs. Like you right? can't. Yeah. And, and then the orange and yellow are the warning <laughs> ones. Why did you change driver's ed? I'm, I'm just amazed that you remember that. Well, kind of like the only thing I remember from driver's ed. I only remember the DMV and how it felt. That, That's all yeah, I remember. And also, if That's you um, also if you're coming up to a light and it's green, that's called a stale green light. But if you're coming up to it's a red light and it turns green, it's a fresh green light, what? which has wow. numerous. It has to do with uh, eggs. Like, do you have to have you know, stale, fresh? The know. most educational unbound podcast so far. So wow, I did not know that. Jace, the traffic cop. Yeah. <laughs> All right, final answer is white. All right, I'll give you guys half a point. So the original colors, actually, no, never mind. I'm not even going to give you half a point. The original colors were yellow and black, but in 1960, 1954, they switched to the red and white, which is now used everywhere. So originally, that part I did know. Like hornets. So, yeah. Yeah. so hmm. almost like construction signs, what you'd imagine now. Hmm. Dang, yeah. I was almost right. Well, that's logical because you're always stopped for construction, at least on 81. So that's like a black and yellow dangerous fellow, right? That kind of thing. Or not. <laughs> dangerous people. Dangerous things. People go. that are black and yellow are dangerous. Yeah. So if you don't stop, then you're in danger. I, you know. 
It's open to interpretation. <laughs> uh, because it makes right. no sense. <laughs> All right. Third one is, what was New York originally but briefly called? Mm, New Amsterdam. What was the question? Abe. Abe should know. <laughs> what was New York originally but briefly called? Final answer to Yeah, I think that's right. So, like, yeah, I, I know this, so I almost feel like if I don't know this, hey, I will commit you back. You have to use your insider knowledge. I know, exactly. So, I, like, if, if I don't know this, I will, yeah, I'm off the team. So, like, I, I should know this, and I'm pretty sure it's New Amsterdam. It's not, <laughs> I'll be very shocked. That's our final answer, for sure. All right, that is correct. Yeah. Um, although they also called it New Orange for a little while mm-hmm. in honor of William III of Orange. And I'm like, I'm so glad that that did not stick. <laughs> yes. Thinking of names. Like, oh, I went to New Orange for the afternoon. Yeah, that doesn't sound. That sounds like a bad Apple product upgrade. They're like, this is the new orange iPhone. They're like, whoa. <laughs> not burn orange, it's not old, not rust. It's new orange. Like a yep. like some kind of crazy marketing tactic. It was pretty dramatic. So the English sailed up and they were literally like, give us your city, give us your name or uh, we'll shoot everybody. And there was this whole like standoff for a while. And uh, the townspeople talked the mayor into, yeah, getting the new name, New, uh, new York. So fun times. Do you know where the York part comes from? Is it named after someone? Yeah, it's because uh, the Duke of York took over. Gotcha. Yep. Makes sense. So basically, you're only ever famous if you get a, a town or a city or a state named after you. Oh, at that time, basically. It's one way to secure your legacy. Now we have the internet. <laughs> All right. What do the M's and m and M stand for? Mm. <laughs> Is that your answer, Ben? <laughs> I, I'm not putting that up as a real answer. <laughs> I have no idea. I feel like it would be like the... Any creators' names? One of it stands for milk. I'm guessing it's like milk chocolate, right? I mean, that just makes sense. But so milk and what's the second one? Which clearly milk. means we haven't eaten enough M and M's lately, <laughs> or historically. Could it be the names of those like character guys that are the like personified M and M's? They are M and M's, so that's the problem. Matt, that's true. Talk about an identity crisis. Right? Isn't Mars company the ones put the M&M? So it's Mars and something. Oh. Oh. Oh, Oh, that's a good point. Well, I don't know who the other one is. Well, these days that would be Mars and Musk, but I don't know what the other M would be (laughs) back then. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, yep, I don't know. Do enlighten us, Hannah. So you guys were, Megan, you were on the right track and Jonathan, you had part of it. So it's Mars and Murray and they were the two people who made M&M's. So So we get half a point? Yes, I'll give you half a point for that. (laughs) Um, All right, so random state facts. I have a couple on. In what state is it illegal to sell a bounceless pickle from when you drop it a foot high? So if you drop a pickle from a foot high. And it this doesn't matter. Stupid like state laws. Like there's a there's some state you can't like carry an ice cream cone in your back pocket or something like that. Nevada. Mm-hmm. I just want to know what bouncing pickles is. That a normal thing to do? Apparently, it was at the time that they made the law. I feel like it's like New Jersey, because like some guy <laughs> got upset about his street vendor not 
bouncing his pickle. And so then they made a law about it. I don't know. It sounds like a Jersey thing. That, that sounds like a Jersey thing. The New Yorker confirms that. Yeah. <laughs> but does that like, does the, bounce of the pickle indicate like how fresh it is or anything like what what's the i mean that i'm, I'm totally curious like i want to know if the pickles that are in our fridge right now bounce like i'm, I'm gonna be right back <laughs> but also like how do you enforce that law like do you like you like all right thanks like you buy a sandwich and he includes a pickle and then you throw the pickle on the ground i, I gotta call the cops i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> Full pickle, right? Like, yeah, pickle sliced cannot possibly bounce. I mean, if my pickle slice bounced, that would be disturbing. So, <laughs> I think it's more reflection on the lawmakers. So, so we got a one in fifty chance. They pick New Jersey, so that's a one in forty nine left or whatever. One in fifty. So, what's uh, what 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 state? Uh, the only thing I can the only state I can think of has anything to do with pickles is there's like a. Andy Griffith show that has pickles in it. So that's North Carolina. So that's, that's my best. That's my only pickle reference. So what do you think team? I, I think we should go with the, the guess that has anything to do with Andy Griffith show. So <laughs> North Carolina, final answer. All right. The correct one is Connecticut. So oh, you're close. <laughs> oh, you're close, sir. Uh, all right. Another state. Um, in what state is it illegal to drive while being blindfolded? Personally, I think this should be every state, but apparently there's a lot where it's actually illegal. Which state is not legal? <laughs> yeah, you just go find out which state it is legal and like test it and you put on the blindfold and you're like, wait till you get pulled over and you're like, uh, officer, it's not on the books. This is not illegal. <laughs> You'd probably be pulled over for something else at this point. <laughs> was this in your driver's training? It was no, I don't remember anything, so it must not have been North Carolina. You can rule that state out. We didn't We didn't hear anything about that. It's got to be California. I mean, California's got laws about everything, including obvious stuff, so it's got to be California, right? I was about I to say that. <laughs> I mean, I know people who would pull over people who are driving blindfolded, so... <laughs> You also have to think about which state would people drive in while blindfolded. Like, where is this a problem? Florida, Florida, yeah. Colorado. I kind of like Florida. Like Colorado only recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like I'd hear about that in a Florida Man article. You know what I mean? All right, are we going to Florida? Let's do it. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. And what was the other teams? Who's in California? California. Okay. The right answer is Alabama. Oh. <laughs> oh. Driving around blindfolded in Alabama. So they made it illegal. If it's not Florida or California, it's Alabama. So that okay. does make sense. <laughs> Somewhere where the problem is so widespread that it reaches the attention of the legislature. <laughs> yes. All right. What does the E in Chuck E. Cheese stand for? I, I think I've heard this before. It stands for something. Yeah. Yes. It's the middle initial, Megan. Well, yeah, but it. Thanks, Ellie. Entertainment? I th Is it no. like an actual name, do you guys think? I'm trying to remember. Or something to do with eating. Eatery. <laughs> Chuck Eatery cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I I make I remember hearing this and my gut says entertainment even though that doesn't make sense but I think that's yeah. where Huck entertainment cheese I I don't recall it making sense either though so. 
or Emporium. Despite the fact that I've explained it. <laughs> no, I feel like I have heard the same as Ben. It's something like that. I don't know. I haven't heard anything, so if you guys are both on it. Then. Extravaganza. Yeah, my Chuck and Cheese knowledge is like super low. So <laughs> Jonathan seems proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but here's the next part to kind of make you feel better. You know, in the when I was growing up, there wasn't Chuck E. Cheese, it was Billy Bob. Or maybe Chuck E. Cheese and Billy Bob were together, so I know a lot more about Billy Bob. So I've not heard of Billy Bob. I feel like in an animatronic scale stage in like the 80s and early 90s, Chuck E. Cheese was on the right and Billy Bob was on the left. So mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. And only one of them made it out, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese is actually a winner of something. <laughs> All I know is the only reason to go there was not the pizza or not the animatronic stage. It was the fact that they had a Star Wars arcade game, which was just amazing in the late eighties. So, and my name was on the high score list. So, wow, wow, wow! What is something that about Jonathan? Something for the resume. Yeah, if you ever, if you ever need an X-wing piloted, I have some flight time already logged. So. <laughs> I just appreciate that when you said that, everyone kind of like raised their eyebrows and just did this like one little head nod, like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Unless there's any objections, I, I vote we go with entertainment because that's just what I, I, I think cool that's that. what I remember. Yeah. I say Ebenezer. I mean, cut this one. <laughs> We're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> that was predetermined when the teams were assigned. You know what I did? I just went every other on my screen. So really, it's the order you guys showed up in the meeting. That's the problem. Anyways. What in the world did you call our team underdogs if it was random, Hannah? You randomly selected every other screen and then randomly named our team as underdogs? No. (laughs) No, to clarify, because I'm not playing, that means there's only nine people. So four are on one team and five are on the other team. And you are on the team that there's only four people. Ah, so it wasn't a personal jab like I was expecting. That makes this less entertaining. (laughs) Ellie's looking for beef. I know. I try to consider myself a nice person, and Ellie's just like, no, fight me. Like, we're going down. I'm like, okay. We are talking about Ellie. (laughs) This is not surprising to the rest of us. (laughs) For the group therapy channel, guys, I'm curious to find out about Chuck E. Cheese. All right, you were correct, Ben. The E does stand for entertainment. Ooh. Memory service. Ben, whoever told you that that little snippet of information was completely useless, they lied to you. (laughs) (laughs) It's paying off big dividends now. It's paying off now. (laughs) It paid off more than a stale green. I mean, that didn't get him a point, so. Yeah, no, I was... I'm still looking for a way to apply that information <laughs> after how many years. All right. Next one is the Statue of Liberty was given to the U.S. by which country? France. 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 That's pretty unanimous. Yay. Again, as a New Yorker, I need to learn about this. What? <laughs> what do you mean you don't know where the Statue of Liberty came from, Abe? Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, as a New York kid, this was part of our curriculum. We had a whole oh. year of New York okay. history, and we had to know this. Wait, really? But I will note that Olivia's the final answer first. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I was kind of 
because if nothing else, y'all at least maybe have seen the National Treasure movies. So, mm-hmm. unless yeah. if you watch the National Treasure movies, you could say they may were, they were maybe from aliens. But hey, you know, so <laughs> yeah. it's not right. like secret society. What's your source? So Abe says aliens. Final answer. Our team says France. Final answer. <laughs> I did not say that, but <laughs> I still stand by France. <laughs> no, the correct answer is France. Yes, but did you guys know that France stayed paid for the statue, but the U.S. had to pay for the pedestal? Which I'm not actually sure which one was more expensive, but. <laughs> Either way, it seems to have drawn a lot of attention to our country, so probably a net positive. Says the marketing guy. Do you guys know what the original color was? Yeah, it's bronze, isn't it? And it uh, it got yeah. corroded. Mm-hmm. It turned green. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you know what the actual name was? Isn't there a Mike Rowe like the way I heard it podcast? I don't think it actually showed up first. Like they tried to give it away to a bunch of other places first. Like United States, it wasn't like created for the United States. I'm pretty sure that there's like something, some background, like it was actually intended for like the middle of the Suez Canal or something like that. And then there was reasons that it wouldn't work. And so anyhow, we were like a couple down the list before we wound up getting it. That's why I didn't take care of it. We knew it was a re-gift situation. (laughs) (laughs) That I don't remember, but I will have to look into that. Interesting. What I was reading was that like they did it in response to like the 13th Amendment being passed. Mm-hmm. So that was seen as like the the like move of people being equal and I mean they had to have a good excuse if it, if it was like a regift, right? So you know, was, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. What state did the United States accidentally drop the shell of atomic bomb on? Like it's gotta be New Mexico. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about a state in the United States, right? Not a yeah. Yes. I mean, obviously it didn't go off. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it would be like Utah and New Mexico. Because mm-hmm. over there. I mean, I know they do testing in New Mexico anyway, but like maybe if it was an accident, it would actually be a different state. Final answer. New Mexico, final answer. Dang it, Ben. It's <laughs> <laughs> a winner's mindset. <laughs> it's, not, it's not New Mexico. It's some other place. So, so the question is, they dropped an atomic bomb, like, they, like an armed bomb, a real atomic bomb got lost somewhere, basically, right? No, it fell out when they were doing maneuvers. Thankfully, it wasn't armed. Right. I don't think it was New Mexico. I, it's like Ohio or something. So I read a book out loud to the kids. It was some like, like Michigan or something like that. But I know that's, that was a fictional book. So, but it's like, I remember hearing about this and it's, I don't think it's New Mexico, but I don't remember what it is. So well, Ben beat my final answer so we can go to Ohio. All right. The correct answer is North Carolina. What? <laughs> wow. Do you remember hearing about this? Jace. <laughs> Jace. <laughs> I'm sorry. We didn't have it. We didn't have a strict North Carolina history curriculum like we did in New York. <laughs> every state had a history curriculum. California, well, in California, you learn about the gold rush for 12 years straight. Okay, well, here's the deal. Nothing ever happened in North Carolina. So there's no gold rush. There is no Statue of Liberty. It was just a lot of people doing extraordinary ordinary yeah. stuff stupid things like shells. well but i think that's the thing i think jace has a point because literally a bomb was dropped in north carolina and it's such a boring state the bomb didn't even explode Nobody cares. <laughs> i don't think those two things equate to each other 
Tail green lights are way more interesting than the shell of atomic bombs landing in your backyard. I mean, we learned about Kitty Hawk and stuff where man flew for the first time. So no big deal about that. Well, so, hey, but Ohio was where the Wright brothers are from. And I entered Ohio, which is connected to North Carolina a lot more than New Mexico is connected to North Carolina. So I think the point is. Well, New Mexico and North Carolina both start with N. So I'd like to contest your point about Ohio being more connected. I think we need a staff continuing education course on proper logic. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh all right. What was Play-Doh originally made for? Like the kids, the kids toy. It was, it was made yeah. to connect atomic bombs to planes so it didn't fall off. <laughs> True story. You heard it. <laughs> Play-Doh. Wasn't it like cookie? Like, so my mom used to make homemade Play-Doh out of oh, like same. cookie dough. And, but it was basically like flour and stuff. So it was basically mm-hmm. cookie dough. It was like not as poisonous as the stuff you could buy in the store. Cheaper. Yeah. I feel like it was something where the, because I remember hearing that at some point where it was maybe a medical thing or something like that. And then the the recipe ended up making Play-Doh instead. So then they did it as like a kid's toy. I think if it wasn't for holding planes onto, bombs onto planes that didn't fall down North, North Carolina, then I think it was, I thought it was like a cleaner or something like that. Wasn't it like a cleaning that might compound? Be too cleaner? It was something right now like that. <laughs> Sticking stuff. <laughs> that's why you can't eat the plate of it you know you most likely wouldn't unless again you're a kid so to get like lint off your clothes right you just roll it <laughs> yeah be pretty first handy. people to test that realize it left more plate behind and, took lint with it. <laughs> and then they were like i guess it's a kid's toy yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like it was bring your kid to work day and the inventor was like whoa this is a big hit with the kids <laughs> The only logical thing I can think of is like some kind of like engineering to like, you know, kind of like create a mold of what you're trying to build. But I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like it was something totally weird, but it made a very different product than they were intending. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember what it was. I have no idea. Uh, how about let's go with the medical thing? That sounds kind of, it kind of makes sense. It sounds like someone will be like desperate and just make something random for medical purposes out of like flour and whatnot. Final answer. Let's do that. We'll go with cleaner. Final answer. All right. The answer was in the 1930s, it was made as a wallpaper cleaner. So, wow. Wow. (laughs) Wallpaper cleaner. So, yeah. Hmm. Wow. I mean, I think maybe you had it right with like the sticking that it would like take off the residue and stuff. Um, And then somewhere along the line, it became a kid's toy. So if you I just need to shut up. That's the last time I need to do. <laughs> uh, All right. Um, in what state is it illegal to hold a public office if you've been in a duel? You should think about what's in what state will people have duels in America? Or it could be New York. Because, like, back in the day, that was when all sorts of stuff went down. And, like, New York was the capital. Like, everyone knows about Hamilton. I think that was in New York. No, it will like in the last one, like where Hamilton dies, it's like they go across the shore to Jersey because everything's legal in Jersey. New York, final answer. Oh, that's right. Jersey, final answer. All right, the real answer is Tennessee. So wow. I had it first, but then y'all went way north. So <laughs> well, I figured it would have had to have been at one of the 13 colonies because it sounds like a law that would be that old, you know. All right. 
Um, what was the first toy to be advertised on television? Play-Doh. <laughs> <laughs> they advertise it first as a wallpaper remover. <laughs> uh, I, I want to say Etch-A-Sketch. Man, those are so much fun. Can we get a year? Um, I don't have a year on that. Okay. I mean, I could Google it real fast. <laughs> I just think it has to be some type of like doll. I kind of thought it was something like a doll tube and specific sure. dollhouse. Or what about a slinky? I was actually thinking a slinky too. Okay, the year was 1949. 49. Oh. Hmm. What was hot in the 1940s? <laughs> End of the 40s. Uh, the nuclear fallout. That's what was hot. <laughs> After the world started getting put back together. Um, post-war recovery. Yeah, like so, like what did kids play with with uh, post-war in post-war America? I don't have I like a name for it, but I know there's like a classic doll that was like one of the first toys that like mm -hmm. kind of created the toy market mm -hmm. I, I don't know can we just answer doll and make that our final answer is that cool let's sure. do it cool with me okay it's it's a the doll was betsy something betsy no something that's, like that. that's no. a lot earlier oh yeah. it was it was betsy something or another my mom told me about it well jonathan has more details so we we get that answer not ben. whatever jonathan is talking about final answer <laughs> I <just> said slinky <laughs> he didn't say final answer yeah he and did no, he didn't. We will rewind <laughs> the podcast and figure it out. Next time we'll have to have a referee on this thing. Okay. Well, neither of you guys were right in anything you said. It was Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> oh. <laughs> in the 1940s? Wow. Yeah, that feels earlier than I was expecting. The late 1940s, but yeah. I feel like if we could pull up a picture of that version of Mr. Potato Head, we would probably be very disturbed. Traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> sold right in the, end of the 1940s and then didn't sell again to what the end of the 1990s when Toy Story came out. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. the more you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. In what country was the Caesar salad invented in? Italy. Rome. Because <laughs> it's the Caesar salad. Vatican City. Huh. United States. It's going to be something weird, you know, like Chicago. Yeah, I feel like it might be, I'm pretty sure it's like American, like a California rule or something, you know, just <laughs> something that's thrown together. City or country, Hannah? What? City or country? Country. Italy sounds like the most logical. Mm -hmm. I didn't know countries would go around inventing salads, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it could be France, like with the dressing. Hmm. Hmm. Could be Greece. Greece is more of a salad country, right? True. But they have their mm -hmm. own like salad already. Right. Yeah. I think we had to vote Italy, guys. All right, final final answer, Italy. It's not Italy, but I don't know what else it is. <laughs> Victoria's like, I know my team show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I heard Italy and then what was the other teams? Oh, uh, do we have an answer? Oh really. We said Greece. Okay. Well, the answer was Mexico. It was made for a hotel. Oh, what? Um, I know, right? Because I would have guessed like, yeah, Italy or something. I read that. I was like, what? Really? That so it's really a Cesar salad, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
He's been pronouncing it wrong the whole time. Uh, all right. Well, you guys were somewhat close. It was three and a half to two. So <laughs> that, those are horrible scores <laughs> for the record. Well, that means we won because we got the half point, right? Yes. You know what it wow. means? Underdogs coming through. <laughs> I, was like, I totally thought some of you guys would know some of these answers because I feel like every time I have a conversation, you guys like spout off all these random facts. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't even know that. So I was like, I bet half of these, they probably already know the answers too, but oh well. You just had yeah. the wrong random facts, Tana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wow, these unbound people are not as smart as they thought they were. So. See, Tana, if you would ask about stale green lights... <laughs> I would have the real stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, we know plenty of facts as long as they're grounded in really practical education-based stuff. Mm. Thank you, Victoria. You know what? These are somewhat education-based stuff. These are not practical, applicable, like life things to know. <laughs> and a stale green light is. I'm kind of confused at where the basis of reality <laughs> is here. <laughs> Well, at least the underdogs winning makes this podcast more interesting. So, <laughs> so true. Not yeah. that I planned that. But <laughs> oh, it was rigged. That you is know, even more interesting. Okay. I would really be the person to rig something. No, but that makes you the exact suspect because nobody expects you to rig something. You know what? This goes perfectly into the question that I was going to ask. If you were pulled over or arrested, what would your friends and family assume that you did? All of you have to answer. And go. Speeding by a lot. <laughs> Assume that I did. De- Deb, are you listening to this podcast? Does that does Ben's answer relate to you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious at what a lot means. Like, are we talking like hundred or like faster? No, ben, ben speeds. <laughs> I got places to go. <laughs> Uh, it'd definitely be speeding as well. So my family would just assume I got sidetracked while getting hot chocolate. <laughs> Not that that ever happened. You can get arrested for that. <laughs> you can get pulled over. It is. No, they, my family probably assume I just got busy and forgot to do something like we need registration or something like that, which hasn't happened yet, but that's what they would guess. It's kind of like when you've never had a cavity, like it hangs over your head for your entire life. Right. It's this thing that just could happen at any moment, hasn't happened yet. You know, people are jealous of you, but simultaneously, like the pressure of just keeping up with that accomplishment is so high and intense. I know how you feel. So my answer would be, if I was going to get arrested for something, it would be mouthing off to a TSA agent. (laughs) That's that's solid. Can they arrest you, though? Like, do they really have authority? I don't know, but if I was going to get arrested for something, I could hold my head up high for that one. The real reason staff always picks different lines at TSA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dolphins in that line or all of the other ones? <laughs> I do not know. I've never seen that person in my life. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean his business card matches mine? Ah, <laughs> oh, strange. This guy's clearly a pickpocket. He planted the evidence. I- I swear, I've never met this man. What do you mean we're connected on LinkedIn? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I know exactly what my family would think uh, because it, it happens. So I am. I feel like I'm notorious now for being a city kid who doesn't drive a whole lot. And so whenever I 
do like get to drive or am in a car, if I call my family, the first thing they they say is always like, oh, so who do you run over now? So <laughs> it's always assumed that I will run over something or someone. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, if you watch the old Apex vlogs, you know that, um, you know, with uh, uh, go-karts, I almost did. <laughs> uh wreck and uh totally freak out chris camera with the camera next to me so there's that as well i don't know anybody with go-kart accidents no no not at all <laughs> nope not at all <laughs> stellar driving records i have to say that was that is the only one that has my crashing chris uh story beat so yeah so if a was arrested it'd be for killing chris camera by running him over the go-kart <laughs> Sure, I did not say that. I'm sorry, Chris, but hey. Or they should be Stop arresting him. Chris for standing on the go-kart track. Come on. <laughs> no, no, for the record, he was next to me. I forgot what happened. I ran into some, I think it was someone really hard. And uh, he got some pretty bad whiplash. The mic uh, on the camera went flying. <laughs> and uh, yeah, go watch the video. You just see like the whole, and then like Chris like breathing really heavily. <laughs> <laughs> Mine would actually be close to what Victoria said about out of uh, out of date tags and stuff. Um, just because I'm in the current of that, because moving, um, I need to update my plates and tags. But the DMVs are closed until January, hmm. and my tags expire in December. So that's cool. They're like just renew online. I'm like you can't change states online though. Like you can renew, but I'm not in the same state. So. I'll let you guys know if I get pulled over between January 1st and January 5th when I actually get to the DMV. <laughs> Jason get arrested for going through a steel green light trying to get out of North Carolina before the bomb goes off. <laughs> there you go. I actually really like the story. <laughs> well, <laughs> there you have it, guys. This podcast had a um, way heavier emphasis on traffic laws than I anticipated, whether it was stale green lights, speeding, or even upwards of manslaughter. Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed listening to this podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful holiday. I hope you're looking forward to a bright future in 2021. Um, we certainly had a blast, and I'm super glad that um, as many members of the staff could be here today um, as they could. So um, once again, guys, if you're interested in Basecamp, you go to beyondbound.us slash Basecamp to learn more, and you can go to beyondbound.us slash refer to get your unique referral link um, to refer a friend to um, the Unbound program and the Unbound community. And special shout out to Hannah for bringing the trivia and the questions and everything. This was super fun. I'm glad you guys could join us and we will see you guys next time.